Hello, world. Welcome back to another edition of Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz breaking down all the action in the world of golf for you. A big one for us, please. Our man Wyndham Clark picked up his first PGA Tour win out at the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow Club. Designated event, $3.6 million. The man put on a show, 19 under par around that beautiful golf course. God, that was some big boy golf. Big boy golf. Uh, get to get to twenty under going into the seventy second. I believe Roy McIlroy has a scoring record at twenty one. He was right there with it. I mean, that golf that he played this week. You can't fake it around Quail Hollow. You look at the winners there. There's some big names, especially some big first time winners around there. That round of golf he played on Saturday. That's sixty three with seventeen greens with an asterisk. By the way, if that's me and my group on Friday, like that last hole, I'm counting that as a green regulation. Used the putter, just trickled off. But man. Finally, we got to see what we've been talking about for a long time. It's like, just wait, just wait. When it clicks for this kid, like he can do things that a lot of other people in the world of golf can't do. I mean, Colt, we saw him over 190 ball speed a lot this past week. I mean, he was hitting some bombs. There were times with Xander on Saturday where he was in it 30 plus yards in front of him. Like when it goes and he gets going with that driver, he plays a different game than most guys. There's some guys at the top of the world golf rankings that can hit in the same spots, but he doesn't have a weakness. Potter's good. Around the green's really good. He just kind of showed all his tools for the first time in a long time. And a lot of us have been talking about it's coming for a while. And now we can stop saying it's coming. I've never been happier watching somebody win than Wyndham Clark, John Ellis on the bag. I know everything that they've been through. That was a that was a special week, man. It was. And, you know, he he did have some weaknesses. He's addressed it. He's gotten a lot better. His mental game was a problem for a while. And he brought on a sports psychologist. I've spoke to her. The man works really hard at it. He is all in, trying to get better, trying to complete that game. And another little weakness was the iron play. Wasn't that great throughout the season. It's been getting better week in and week out. You know, John Ellis is not only serving as his caddy, he's serving as, as his coach as well. They've tightened up the iron game. Everything was clicking last week. I had a front row seat for the final 36 holes Saturday and Sunday. It was so much fun to watch him and Xander, what they did on Saturday, shooting 63 and 64. Xander doing it with two bogeys was some of the most special golf I've ever seen and be able to walk alongside him. And listen, there was some trash talk going on out there. It was great. They were talking about, you know, Xander hit it by Wyndham on a hole. He was giving him some lip. His caddy was involved as well. Then on 16, he shipped one by him and Wyndham was giving it to him. It was a lot of fun. They fed off each other. They both played great. Same pairing there on Sunday in the final round. Dub got off to the shaky start. I was a little worried when he missed the short birdie putt at seven, and then Xander took the lead, but then he bounced back and just played flawless coming in. Other than the bogey at 18, um, it was pretty much stress-free and super happy for the kid. He has got all the tools to be a top 20 player in the world. I got kind of criticized for saying I, th I think he's underachieved so far in his career, but that's just how good I think he is. Yeah, I think that's actually like a compliment. It's like he's been a guy, he's been through struggles, up and downs. I remember last year at Colonial when I was on the vag for him, like he bogeyed, I believe, four of the last five holes to miss the cut by a shot. And it was brutal. We went home. We had a talk for, I bet you it was 90 minutes just going through everything. And it was just the same stuff I think a lot of people have been telling him. Like, dude, everyone else can see how good you are. As soon as you start to realize it, I mean, it's it's such, there's so many parallels between he and Max Homa in terms of like, dude, the talent is there. You're the only guy that doesn't seem to believe it, doesn't seem to see it. And kudos to him. He went out and got a sports psych. And ever since then, he's been playing world-class golf. And, man, you could just feel I, – I got to, 
I FaceTimed with he and uh, Ellis last night. They were at a restaurant. They were being loud as shit at a very nice establishment. So I'm not sure how long they were allowed to be there. But man, you could just feel like the weight off of his shoulders getting it done. He's been close before, but he's been close Colt, in tournaments where it wasn't a designated event. It wasn't near the field that he had this week. It wasn't near the golf course that he had this week to get his first one at a designated event at Quail Hollow playing the final weekend with one of the best players in the world in Xander Schauffele. His confidence is through the roof right now as it should be. And you just feel like, I feel like he's been unchained. Like he's just been carrying that weight of why can't I win? Why can't I win? And now he's done it. And I like, it's cliche to say the floodgates are going to open. I'm not going to say he's going to do a Scotty Scheffler and win every single event that he enters going forward, but look out for a different Wyndham Clark going forward. Yeah, exactly right. I don't know if he's going to do a Scotty Scheffler, but he definitely has all the tools. Like like going in, I mean, he was ranked 80th in the official world golf rankings. I just think he's a lot better than that. I believe he's now up to 30th, which is much more what I expect from Wyndham Clark. I'm interested to see what he does because not many people have the power he does, can roll it the way he does. Now he believes it. Look out. It's going to be fun to watch, and he'll be coming on the pod soon. Yeah, he'll be coming in here this week. We'll get that out um, as quick as we can. And that golf course, Colt, the bigger the yard, I mean, that's a big, big piece of property. What, 7,500-plus yards, driver put, you know, you can hit driver virtually everywhere uh, on those tee boxes out there. The bigger the yard, the tougher the place, the more emphasis you put on driving it, uh, tee to green, ball striking, the better for Wyndham Clark. Good news is that's where they play major championships typically, and he's going to be in them for a long time going forward. Yeah, yes. And he got $3.6 million. I think he should treat himself to something rather nice. Maybe even by the man who helped raise him something. Absolutely. I think any good son knows that, you know, you put in the time, the energy, the effort to raise in a young man the way I did. Raise him to be very frugal, Colt, which he has been. Actually doesn't even own a car right now. So first thing should probably be a whip. Like father, like son. <laughs> exactly. Don't tip anyone. We're from the Matt Kuchar school, you know of frugality oh boy but uh um, i guess we're not having cooch on the pod anytime soon oh, that joke's been played out a million times it's fine but um yeah let loose a little and uh, man he deserves every second of it i got a little not afraid to admit got a little choked up uh watching that embrace with he and john ellis on that 18th green man the, the final day that was um that's been a long time coming there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes you don't see going on with players and struggles and things like that and that was the culmination of all of it it was spectacular Yep, can't wait to see what what lies ahead for Wyndham Clark and John Ellis. Uh, it was cool to be out there. You know, a lot of people called it a snooze fest or whatever. I was like, hey, man, how about we just tip our hat to the guy that just shot 19 under par around a major championship golf course and went toe-to-toe with the number five player in the world. And yeah. had Justin Thomas also coming up, who got off to a hot start on Sunday, and it didn't seem to phase him. He just kept hanging in there, hanging in there, and then went on a run where he birdied five of eight holes. Uh, I think we need to get over this, that the de- this designated event was a snooze fest and it was a letdown because he won by four or five shots. Like, no, he played that good. He gained 19 shots on the field. That just doesn't happen. I believe he's the fifth player all time to gain 19 or more shots on the field in a tournament. Exactly. I mean, if if, if Rory McIlroy goes out there and does the exact same thing Wyndham does, we're like, oh, my God, we're getting to witness one of the best in the world at his peak, just dominating the field. I mean, Xander was the only one even within shouting distance of him. If Scotty Scheffler does that, we're probably saying the same thing. It's like, dude, you're just getting a taste of what this kid can do because you can't go get to 20 under par at that setup at Quail Hollow without everything clicking and out having without having a big time golf game. So, yeah, it's nice when we get to see some tight races coming down the stretch, these designated events. But sometimes you're going to see a great player having a great week and they're going to run away. And that's what we saw with Wyndham. Yes, no doubt about it. Congratulations to Wyndham Clark and John Ellis. Let's get to our guest this week. 
This man is a stud. He's currently injured, but he's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. He loves himself some golf, some horse racing, and a little bit of bourbon. Walker Bueller is going to join us on Golf Subpar. But before we get to him, Sleaze, I think it's safe to say these guys are everywhere. Hell, if you're watching on YouTube, they're right here. I'm rocking the hoodie. You got the quarter zip. They're the best in the business, and I'm talking about Roback. Best fit, best feel. They are fresh off a restock of their Azalea collection, and trust us when we say you aren't going to want to miss out. We can't get enough of their performance polos, Q-zips, and hoodies. We refuse to take the gear off because it's just that comfortable, and we're sure you'll run into the same luxury. Like I said, polos, hoodies, Q-zips, whatever you want, make sure you use code SUB on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. That's 20% off all polos, hoodies, and Q-zips with code SUB, S-U-B. Make sure to check out their print polos. They will have you feeling good all year round. All right, let's get to it. Here's L.A. Dodgers pitcher Walker Bueller on Golf Subpar. All right, folks, we have got a champion with us here today. He's a college World Series champion with Vanderbilt, Major League World Series champion with the Dodgers. He's got a bit of a dinged-up wing right now, but also loves to get out and golf his ball. Walker Bueller. What up, what up? What's up, baby? How we doing? Good. How you guys doing? How is the wing? Good. We're a little over seven months now, so getting back into throwing they've cleared me to to hit some wedges and irons so that was a that's, that's a big relief for the for the brain in a rehab process i like that you start that's with vital. they cleared me to hit wedges and irons <laughs> yeah. not pitch or anything no or no timeline wedges for and irons. <laughs> i can hit wedges yeah no, that's, that's what matters and this is second tommy john second tommy john so not many guys have really done it uh the two tommy johns have been really good but kind of is what it is so take, take me through it for just i'm gonna act like an idiot because okay. i am one shouldn't uh, be hard tell me about the tommy john why it's obviously very common in pitchers. Okay, you want some technical, you want general, what do you want? Just general, break it down. Yeah, okay. Like we're so essentially Okay, so I can relate it to golf too actually. Golfer's elbow is a flexor tendon. Yeah. So that's in here. Yeah. What we tear is under here. It's called the UCL. Yeah. So when your elbow when you throw and it goes forward, you can see hey, all right the there. leverage of that, right? So essentially a, a pitcher throwing a ball is the fastest movement in sports in terms of degrees per whatever second. Mm-hmm. So all that stress, essentially, your that one little ligament, which is like an ACL, has to hold. So guys will tear them, they'll snap them, they'll get calcified, all this shit happens to them. Mine, I had another tendon called the deep flexor tendon that was torn since 2018. So it happens when, when that stuff tears, the body throws calcium, and it kind of hardens up. When I was coming back from my surgery in June, a piece of that calcium broke off basically was like a meteor hit my ucl and started fraying it so they had to go in and cut that thing out keep my ligament there put a new ligament all around it and then sew it all up don't they take the where is it from yeah, your it wrist looks like i've is got real right? issues here fellas i got <laughs> it looks like this I is worried. if i didn't know you'd yeah, be worried about this is my from my first surgery and this is from my second when you come back from time like, tell me if this is fantasy or real mm-hmm. is it now to the point where the technology is so good like sometimes it helps like with your velocity like there was that dude yeah. from tennessee i can i won't know his name yeah. but he played for the volunteers he was throwing like low hundreds and yeah it was like so, he had a repaired time uh in college i was probably 92 to 96 and when i first got back from my first surgery i was 95 to 100 uh, gonna be more yeah we don't know what's gonna gas. happen now <laughs> no but you know there's there's when you have it and you know i was 20 21 when I had my first one and 
So then you get 23, 24, 20. You're getting bigger and stronger. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of both, you know. Is this like you're out the entire season, right? Uh, I had surgery August 23rd of last year, and usually timeline is 12 months. So I think there's a pretty there's – a, there's a real glimmer, I hope, to, to pitch September and, and hopefully in the playoffs. But, um, you know, at some point you've got to kind of figure out what's better for your career. But I have I have every intention of, of pitching this year. Be a good time to come back, though. Yeah, for You know, sure. miss all the bullshit and come back for the good time. That's I right. actually have a buddy – whose kids are getting pretty big and they're young though, like 10, 12 years yeah. old, let's call it that. And he said there are dads on his team with the little kids that are just giving their kids Tommy John it literally right the, now. Like, so literally like they'll the come back from this and then I've they'll be heard. throwing smoke it's as a 13 year old. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I hate it. This, the youth sport thing, I feel like I was weirdly the last like generation of, parent, all of that. parents that were like rational about this stuff. Like, yeah. Listen, I've played with so many talented kids throughout my entire life, right? And two of them made it to the big leagues. And neither of them have made hundreds of millions of dollars. So, like, this idea that my kid needs to be yeah. the best 13-year-old at anything in the world is insane. And he could hate baseball could hate it. in a week. Right. Like, oh, I found something. I'm I, a soccer I honestly think golf is the only sport that you should ever try and, like, specialize a kid in early. It does. It helps. It's like learning a language. The earlier you start, yeah. even if you don't play it, just like get the basics. If right. you ever come back to it at 25, you know, right. some people are like high school, like I hate it, whatever. Yeah. And then as they get older, everyone gravitates. But if you just start at right. all, and you're I, like way ahead of the game. And it's not a, you know, offensive thing to golfers because real guys know it. But like I never putt. I just went to the driving range. And now like I can't putt. So I'm, there's a there's a ceiling on how good I can be at, at that game, right? Like kids that go and putt, like, they can always be good at golf. They can like learn that's how where to you hit start a as a kid too. Right. It's like I mean, yeah, that's we, where like yeah, we, maybe we, now it's different. With they're just teaching them to hit as hard as they can, as early as they can. Still got to go. When I was learning, it was like chipping, putting. Like, I mean, if you dropped that, off you the golf back. course all day, you're not going to sit there for twelve hours and hit balls. Well, like, you don't have money yeah. either to yeah. cost balls for a range ball. You know, chipping and putting chipping is free. Chipping and putting, yeah. free ninety nine. Free is good. Uh, let's go back to like high school because you got drafted out of high school. Yep. And decided, nah. Yeah, I have a funny draft story about that. So. You kind of go through it. I had the first year of slotting. So back in the day, in 2011 was the last year, they could kind of offer you whatever they wanted in certain spots, right? Like first pick, they can offer you $10 million. Mm-hmm. Now the way the draft works is every pick has a slotted amount that mm-hmm. there's some rules and stuff on what they have to offer you, but it's more or less that slot. So for me to not go to Vanderbilt, I told everyone it has to be over a million dollars and I want to go in the first round. There were 60 first round picks that year. So I had a team at 55 tell me you will not get past 55. I have all these people at my house. Everybody's all excited. 55 comes around and they go, we select Walker and my whole house goes crazy, right? Then they bring the last name. Kid's name's Walker Weichel. So my whole house goes dead silent. One of my buddies is screaming, cussing at the TV. We're all drinking. I mean, whatever. Draft day. It was very funny. Funniest thing about it, the scouting team was with the Padres at the time was the one that drafted me in L.A. Oh, okay. Interesting. So really? see, but that's a bit it. of a tease I, for the fam. I like how y'all do it there because that's the one thing I ha- I complain about the NFL draft. Because, I, I mean, right. it's telev- I mean, it's right. all televised, but you actually tune in for that. Yep. I want the guy to be surprised. I right. don't, they've already got the phone call. Like, they know they're going right. to Dallas or Denver or wherever they're going. Yeah. Like, I want it to be a surprise. Yeah, so the next day I was pretty hungover and kept snoozing my phone. Mm-hmm. And it was all the different teams in the second round calling. Oh, wow. And so I probably did myself a big favor by drinking that night because 
I might have signed and gone to a team that I didn't really want to be so with. So you ignored I, their call and they just moved on? Yeah, if they can't get a hard they yes. Do? They don't expect, no, we're drafting this kid, whether he is asleep yeah, so or it's not. It's actually less surprising than you think because when the slotting thing happens because yeah. they have to know, they have to do this big math problem of we have $8 million to spend on players. If we can get our first runner for 500 under the slot, mm-hmm. we can give that to the third round, all that oh, shit. That's wild. That is interesting. So you decide, okay, I don't want to do that. I don't yep. want to go to P- Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah but I'm going to go to Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Nashville yeah. awesome. Yep. Not a terrible <laughs> move. Yep. Uh, how was your time in Nashville? We enjoyed it, man. We were pretty good. It's funny. We went to Omaha twice, but our best team was probably my freshman year. Uh, we went 26 and the three, 26 and three in the conference that year, which is a record now. I don't, I don't know if we'll be broken. Apparently, UT had a chance, but they UT'd it. So they UT'd it. Perfect. Um, no, but it, we had a really good group, and obviously, just the talent that I that I got to play with and and evaluate yourself against with, and in that conference and and on our team, I think was pretty cool. Omaha's a pretty good city too. Pretty cool. Pretty fun times there. That I haven't been there since. I mean, the new ballpark they it's built opened up like ten years ago or whatever. Yep, two thousand and eleven, I think was. Yeah, the first it's right year. in downtown, right? Yep. It's I've driven by it. It's really cool. But I've heard that College Wars is fun. Yeah. Fun no, time a, to go to. It's a cool deal, and it's fun because normally you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? And so if your team wins and you do good, and you're in college, like you go out on Sundays. Mm-hmm. In Omaha, you play every other day, and the coaches are ecstatic to be in omaha so like we win a game like go hit the town and then the next really? day you practice play the next day go hit the town it's 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 a really cool experience and i think it's set up perfect for college athletes especially college baseball gets so demanding because you show up august 1 for school and you have like six months until you play right like the spring sport in college sucks because you don't get to just show up, play, be the big man on campus for the next six months. It's, it's and then not it like ends that. in like the middle of summer. You know, your right, and kids have been out of school year. for yeah. a month or whatever, and yeah. you're still going. And then you got to check back in. What, what is it like Vanderbilt? Obviously, they seem to always be good at baseball. Mm-hmm. Their golf teams turned into yep. powerhouse. Why is Vanderbilt not a good football school? Like do these kids not go to recruiting too trips smart. to Nashville? Uh, They're too smart. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, there's some there's some stuff out there in terms of how Vanderbilt does. A, we have a sliding scale at the school, so. You know, if your parents, I had a single mom and my first two years I was on financial aid, not mm-hmm. on baseball money. But if you think about that, we have 11.7 scholarships mm-hmm. for our whole baseball team. Now, if I can be a scholarship level player on no baseball money, then we can go get another scholarship guy, right? So we have 30 scholarship guys. Now in football, they get so many scholarships that that disparity doesn't help us. Mm-hmm. So in sports like golf or baseball, where the scholarships are way below the number of players that you need, it's a huge, huge advantage. And I think a lot of schools are going to start doing that, especially private schools. And really with how much the school costs relative to university of Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only way that, that you can compete athletically. Are you uh, were you a country music guy, Broadway? Yeah. I like, I like a little country music. I think I've gotten more into it as I've gotten older. Yeah. Um, I think especially living in LA has been a big, like, Oh, I, I want to listen to more country music. It's like back home, you know? Give me a few a uh, few of your spots on Broadway you like. Oof. Um, Rippies used to let our team yeah, in. Rippies that was that was probably our spot. I mean, it was hard because it's Sunday, right? Like, mm, yeah. So we would we would do Rippies. They'd let our whole team in. No Sunday fun day on Broadway. Yeah, you guys are like the show with Vanderbilt. You know, what I mean, like the baseball. We definitely were then. It, golf like, golf is getting there now. The baseball team, obviously, but Gordon Sargent fell. He's pretty good at he's golf. All right. good. My God, he's all right. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I remember being so amazed at their. This, they basically had NILs before everyone else, right? Because we had a kid, I forget where he's playing, Matthias Schwab, I think mm-hmm. his name is. Yeah. 
He was like a year or two younger than me, and he showed up had a Red Bull deal. We were like, "Oh my god, uh, dream!" He's not from Germany. He's from. uh, Oh, it's gonna come to me. He just played with Tiger. Actually, had his group at uh, Riviera. Yeah, Belgium. Is he? I don't know. It'll come to me. Yeah, I feel like Sweden. Maybe isn't that where Red Bull's from? I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, that could be it. But staying on fun for a while, you go to college. You're good enough. You go to the Cape Cod League. Yep. Is that the best? That feels a, like the best. Yeah, I had a very weird Cape Cod experience because we won the national championship that year. So we played through Omaha for forever. And most guys get up there early June. Their teams are done. They go to summer ball and they play like 50 games. I showed up like July 7th. So I only made three. I made three starts in the three or four starts. Then I went to USA for a week. And then I, we played in Cuba. And then I came back for the playoffs. So I was really not in the Cape that long. But it was some of the most fun baseball experience. It's like just all the best players. They're all yeah. up there. Everyone loves having you guys. And yep. it's like you're just the king. And you just show up for scouts more or less, right? Yeah, it's the best. And they we I was in Yarmouth, Dennis was the city that I was in. So I was on the YD Red Sox. There's the best putt-putt course on Cape Cod is in YD. So if you played for YD, you played for free. And like twice that summer we had like the YD Red Sox open where they would keep it open. Our whole team would play. We had like a champion and all that, so it was it was actually. There's cool. your putting practice. Yeah, it'd right be a great putting. Regular putting didn't, didn't help boring. me much. Uh, to answer your question, he's from Austria. 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 Yeah. Okay. Right. Good night, uh, Mike. So minor league. Australian. I mean, Australian. Yeah, 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 he's there he is. tries it. He puts it all together. There it is. <laughs> Austria and Australia. What are you doing? You seen Dumb and Dumber? From uh, Austria. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good night, Mike. Gotcha. Well, everyone will catch up. That's fair. Everyone will catch up. I think for all like. Our listeners, I mean, they're mostly golfers, but they've seen like Bull Durham in the minor league days mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, how true is that? Um, I think it's out there. I think it's uh, probably a dying breed. Yeah. You know, in most sports lore of all the athlete stuff, I think it's kind of dying. Just social media and all that has kind of, you know, made that not not quite the same. But definitely talking to guys that were older than me that played. Guys, you know, played in the 90s in the big leagues. Like, I mean, you guys have seen the Mets documentary about yeah strawberry and all those like it used to be different. a whole different thing um nowadays we really show up to a city go to sleep wake up try and win a game and and try and you know play good i think it's a huge thing i think a lot of guys back in the big leagues obviously they wanted to be great and um whatnot but i think there was a lot of like well i'm in the big leagues like i'll just stay here yeah as opposed to now like there's 21 year olds that are ready to play and contribute in the major leagues today and if you're 29 or 30 like your your skills or power are going down, and so I just don't think it's a super realistic thing anymore. Yeah, I think that's kind of like the same way in golf. Like you get yeah. out there on the PGA Tour, and you're like, "Oh, I'll just play till I'm 45," and right. right off into the sunset. And then you're like, "Okay, now there's this 19 year old out here right. trying to take my job. This is a problem." Yeah, I'm mean, watching the full swing thing. Like Ian Poulter is kind of the great example of that, yeah. right? Like guy that can go out and beat anyone in the Ryder Cup and stuff, but hard to keep your card because there's so many guys that are just so much better than they probably used to be. I mean, you look at Pat you, Perez, who's 46 years old. He kept yeah. his card for 21 straight years or right. something like that. Like, that's impressive stuff. Yeah. Yeah, without winning a ton. Yeah. It's hard to do. Yeah. Just year after year, not have a down one with all yeah. the young one kids. Of my, one of the guys with my agency, Kent Merker, played 17 years in the big leagues, and I've asked him before. He'd probably, he's probably fine with it. I asked him how he played. He said, kettle one and long toss. Like, how did you last that long? And that was his... Like Kettle method. one and long toss. But to play 17 years yeah. in the big leagues now, like Clayton's played 
13 or 14 years and it's like jesus christ you've played when like how long have you played and that's 13 14 years like the primes are younger and the careers are shorter in like almost every sport you go to nba same thing like now you got kids they'll go one year d league boom come up you know then i know it was a different era but like i watched the nolan ryan documentary recently Mm -hmm. and he played what 22 23 years maybe more than that i mean something just stupid throwing heat too did he ever get hurt he had a not, couple. Yeah, a but couple not like, like you can't yeah. throw that hard that long without something. He he was a different animal, man. What's the best? Speaking of all these docs, I mean, what best baseball movie or your favorite? Uh, I actually like There's Major League. Ones. Major League's yeah, probably one of the best. Yeah. I think it might be the best sports movie. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of both of those movies actually. Yeah, they don't make good shit like that anymore. No, hard to make comedy yeah, movies now. Get in trouble. Even the uh, Major League Two. Who was the the catcher? Oh yeah, uh, the goofy, Playboy the goofy bastard. Yeah, yeah. 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 there's so <laughs> many good. They're all the characters are the best. Blue right. Jays, hey, Dorn's awesome. Pedro Serrano. Serrano's awesome. They're all good. When you were so, all right, you go through your three years at Vandy, you crush. Did you know then you were going to like where the Dodgers? Like, yeah, like you know, this is where I'm going. No, so I was hurt that I was hurt both my draft years, which kind of sucked. But the day before the draft, I got a call from my agent. Hey, which team between 12 and 18 do you want to go to? It just kind of works out that way. Uh, we had the number one pick on our team, Dansby Swanson. So he got drafted on the field. We had won a super regional. We're going to Omaha again. So we were sitting on the field. Swanson goes one. Fulmer goes eight right before we get on the bus. Damn. And then we drive back to the hotel and sit and wait on me to get drafted. And it took a little while. But um, no, I thought I was going to go. There were three teams between 12 and 18 that I was like, oh, for sure. Like, tell them I want to go there and took other people and. Still, after eight, three of the, the top did the number 18 draft a guy named Walker? No, they did not. Thank go. God, I didn't need another one of those. But That's, uh, after 18 comes, your agent tells you, like, it's between this letter. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. What so happened? then it's like, just kind this of this could a, plummet. Like we've seen Brady Quint, you know, yeah, with the NFL. You just sit on your sit and wait on your yeah, phone. I mean, it's a very similar TV. thing. You get the call right before and then get to watch it. But yeah, it was a it was an interesting experience. But I think probably worked out every team if you look at it now like i don't think I, there's any team from 12 to 23 i'd rather play for so yeah you ended up in a pretty good yeah. spot what's la life like for you it's different man you know i'm from lexington yeah, Kentucky, so um it's a different animal out there my you know my wife and i have kind of found our spots and stuff we like to do out there but um yeah definitely it's a it's a different world where do you, you play if you get out um kind of everywhere you? there's a little public course that i like to play called angeles national which kind of like north of the city but it hill like mountain backdrop and stuff and for a little public course is pretty nice i did probably my best round i've ever played i shot 83 from the tips of riviera oh that's wow. good and i was that's pretty tough. i was pretty excited about that's that tough one. tough yard yeah ever played lacc i've only played the non-known the, side the south so, yeah. yeah the south is i mean obviously the north gets all the attention the south's fun to play though well it's gonna be a parking lot here in a couple yes it will be months, it'll right? be yeah. out of commission for quite a while <laughs> uh what about bel-air played bel-air with our doctor i like that place a lot so our team doc this is probably i mean you guys know some people he's a member at pine valley oakmont cypress bel-air and riviera heard of him doesn't suck heard of him so he's good doc to have yeah well, he's pretty hey good augusta doctor. what's happening what? yeah <laughs> where you he's at probably waiting on it no neil atrosh he's the goat that's my guy that's do any guys now bring their clubs on the road pitchers is that uh, still, like yeah i think the braves about rotation was yeah. kind of the... if we set it up so like it's kind of a big thing but we got to know you know, it's like, yeah, if you're going somewhere sick, yeah. it's like, yo, Pine Valley. Yeah. Or whatever. Then we'll go. So I'll bring them to San Fran. Most I played Olympic in Cyprus there. 
the time when I got to play Cyprus, we had an off day, but we flew in and it was like perfect timing. So we stayed at Cyprus, mm-hmm. played with no member, walked. It was awesome. First off, on first off, yeah. yeah, no range balls, just fine. Just it. go for it. Just but they it. made us stay in the little hotel rooms they had yeah. there. Highly recommend yeah. it. Next time you play San Francisco, Cal Club. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. it's right. By, I don't know where y'all flying to, but it's right by the airport. Yeah. you wouldn't even know it's there, and then you show up, you're like, "Damn!" And it's a yeah. big old property, and it's awesome. Who That's are probably uh, my favorite in San yeah, Francisco? It's now. so good. Yeah. Who are some other guys on the Dodgers that like to tee it up? So old school guy Jose Vizcaino, who's mm-hmm. a, a coach with us. His uh, his wife is actually my stepmom's cousin. So I've known Vizky since I was five or six years old, and uh, he's ended up being my kind of player that I always go with on the road, but. Uh, as I've gotten older, man, I've played a lot less. I bet I played 20 rounds my rookie year during the year, and I bet last year I played two. It's hmm. just it's hard to do and hard on your body, hard to wake up. I mean, it sucks. It, that's such a brutal statement. Like it's hard to go play <laughs> golf, but like given you know we play 162 in 180 days, and you're in X amount of cities, and it's, it's just it's hard, but. There are certain places where it's like, all right, we're going to set this up. We're going to go. Mookie, the yeah. other guys give you shit when you come back. Like, oh, yeah, we just played Cyprus. Here we are. No. The I mean, position guys be like, y'all are soft. No. I mean, I think the guys that want to play golf, like, we'll go play golf. Okay. So it's kind of hard. You're never going to have like, oh, we can't take you. You brought your clubs, but you can't come with mm-hmm. us. You know, you always are scraping to get four. I actually played a course in Denver called the Sanctuary, which was one of my favorite courses I've played. I don't know if nasty. you guys have heard yeah, about I'm that. Yeah, I'm from up there. It's, it's crazy. Awesome. It's like fantasy golf up yeah, there. My no one's brother, on it. Was anyone there? It's no, like my little empty. brother was working there that summer, too. My yeah. brother's from Denver, so, uh, you yeah, know, I enjoyed that place a lot. That's like one of one. It's up by Castle Pines, like up there. And it's have like you heard the, the story on it? Owner. What's that? I could be completely wrong on the story of this, but apparently the guy that started Remax didn't like any of the country clubs built that place for himself his wife and charity events yeah and they just started true. letting people go and play it like pretty recently nice flex. that was the only way you could get on it was on one of the deals which yeah. you had like a decent amount of them but it was like right. for that that's why people you just see pictures of them like what yeah you know, like what is it no the first tee the it. first hole is like 680 yards yeah. like 100 yard elevated it go and every tee bar like you're hitting yeah. down and getting wedged from 190 yeah, it's like 680 and you're like driver seven iron and you don't have to like be that long yeah it's fun you'd love it Hit bombs. I, I like when the ball goes far because it doesn't happen <laughs> very often. Give for me. me the wedge. Speaking of hitting yeah. it far, Max Homa told me you absolutely smash it. Mm-hmm. You said y'all's catcher, Will Smith, has some game though. Kills it. Yeah, he's he's it further than you. He's one of the few people that like. I play with guys that are a little longer than me. He's probably the one guy that, like, I'll walk out and try and get him once for the day. You know what I mean? Wow. I don't. It, I don't feel like it's going to be like a nine to nine thing. So when you're healthy, like, yeah, you, you get on people. track, man. Like, what kind of speed you got? 125 is what I get like fit at. Yeah. So that's freaking fast. Like, Swing's good. Like the fact that you said it's like, okay. What do you what do you typically shoot? What's your handicap right now? If you want like, for something, well, I haven't played in seven months, but I was an eight when I got surgery. Because your action Dangerous, and like the speed you could like you could be if you yeah. putted once in a while right. uh, and chipped like it could be like really right. good. I'm a the, pretty the comfortable. Swing, it's not eight. a weird. Go- it's a good I like looking golf swing. Eight. eight is fun for me. Uh, eight is fun good scramble partner well so this year i'm gonna play in my member guest at home so but you know before now and then until i retire i'll never get to play again so we might try and hobble in there at about a 10 or 11 i gotta get my game back so listen to it a lot of people listen to this they might cut you off they will not um (laughs) by the way max home you play to an eight you're getting like seven aside off max that might be a problem for Max. well we always play at whisper rock he's got that little home course advantage up there too so how'd you get to know him um just being in la he's a big la fan oh, yeah. and, um 
I don't know how our agencies knew each other or whatever. If he's Excel guy, I don't know. But he's not Excel, no. So one of our guys said, "Hey, you want to go play with home?" And I was like, "Sure." So we played a couple of times and gotten to know each other over the years, and uh, it's been fun, man. It's been really cool to watch him because I kind of met him in like the rougher times mm -hmm. of his career, and and now to watch him go and win Riviera was really cool for me. And he's um, doing it. Yeah, he's he's doing it, and I don't think anyone that's met him really can say there's like anyone that deserves it more than him, I guess, just kind of how he goes about his life. And, uh, yeah, just really happy for him. He's yeah. The he best, was, the, he's the best and he was the best even when he was like struggling on yeah. the corn fair. Like he wasn't, you know, right. he's hard on himself, but to everyone else, like right. he was as nice as they could come. Who asks more about the other? Cause he's a diehard Dodger. Yeah. Who asks more about the other person's sport when y'all, are you trying to pick his brain him, on golf more? Or is he trying to ask more. you? Yeah. I ask him more for sure because I think I could be good, really good at that. You know, like I think I could go play really good golf. Like I don't think he has a whole lot of yeah, fantasy of like going and playing in the big leagues. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah, every, give him a look. Where would you put him? Like every professional baseball player thinks, like, oh, if I really try to play in the Champions Tour, like that's what everyone thinks. It'll never happen. All it might athletes. happen one day, but it, it's not going it's, to. Especially it's not. pitchers and quarterbacks. I feel like they're just used to being yeah. the best. That would like you've been the best right. pitcher since you started playing on a team, right? And you're like, dude, if I tried at this other thing, like I'll be just be better than everyone else right. too. But it's I mean, pitchers and quarterbacks mostly. Like in baseball, like John Smoltz gets all the attention. I mean, mm -hmm. Mark Mulder does a lot, but Smoltz has played in a couple Champions Tour events. Yep. I think qualified for the U.S. Senior Open, and like he gets out there, and it's not even close. Right. Like the, the guys can play. It's yeah. a real deal. Mark Mulder is actually one of the few that's actually really honest. He played in the what is now the Fortnite out in Napa. Yep. Yeah. And he goes, "You can give me an entire year, and I will not sniff making a cut." No, I. I and he's a plus. Right. Yeah. I got to play in the in the waste management pro am last yeah. year. I was like, oh, like I didn't really understand. You know, like mm -hmm. yeah, I can hit a club me and Hovland had balls right next to each other and like I hit a club less, but like he chipped and putted it and yeah. I can't make it. You know, it's just those are scores. And you do that on every hole, like you have no chance. I mean and you're you're pitching in front of sold out sold out stadiums, World Series. I know it's Wednesday, but you walked through that tunnel on 16. What's it, it was like for awesome, you? awesome, man. That was such a cool experience. I want to do it again. Um, obviously, I couldn't do it this year, but I have a kind of a stipulation. I want to play with Homa and Justin Thomas because Justin Thomas, Louisville guy, Kentucky guy, and then I want to play with him. I don't know if you know the chairman of the Wednesday Pro-Am is sitting right here next to you. We may have to make How bad do you happen. want it? I know. No, <laughs> we'll I told How bad, how you, bad want. you want it? Dog. I was texting Homa all offseason. Like, you need to start talking room. to people. Like, get this done. By the way, this the could be the most... JT's highly requested. It's going to take a pretty penny. This That's could be the most ridiculous <laughs> Wednesday pro in Phoenix Open history. For charity. It goes to the kids, dude. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It goes to the kids. How'd you do on 16 when you came through there? Uh, I got to do it twice because they had the whoop thing. I actually played oh, with... Oh, yeah. The, you came I, back for the shot of glory. Yeah, I played with the whoop guy. So I was, sh I was like short left, and then I went way long. But I didn't... I hit a wedge. I didn't want to walk up there with a 51. I thought it was disrespectful, and I <laughs> and I hit the wedge, and I went way over. The highlight of that year, the year I did it, was when the Bachelor guy smoked the camera. I was right yeah. there, dude. Yeah, was, he almost killed it. It guy. was really tough to watch, but also Oof. very funny. Tough one. Literally, by the way, it's on the camera, man. Like, here's a guy. He's wearing like overalls yeah, and no Chuck shoes Taylors, on. and I was yeah. like, and he took a practice swing, and the cameraman's like, "I'll sit right here." That I'm like, tough. "You're, that's on you." Yeah, that's just get a face on and maybe don't die. That was that was actually scary. It was scary. I, mean, I thought he might be cooked. Yeah. Well, I think we, we got to talk about the World Series. I mean, you are a World Series you won champion. That. We did do that. You yep. won that, give right? Me a, yeah, cool. Give me, obviously, the run through the playoffs was incredible, but I, I I would have to imagine the World Series just a whole nother level. Waking up that morning knowing you're the starting pitcher. Yeah. Uh, it had to feel a little different. Yeah, I've gotten to do it 
twice now, I guess, yeah. one in 18 and then in mm -hmm. 20. And um, it, it's cool be, the, the way ours is set up. I, there's really nothing in in any other sport that I think is really like, maybe in the NBA because they play closer together. But, you know, our playoffs are kind of condensed and you're gaining steam and things are going well. And um, it's fun because I think for me, when we've been in the World Series is when I've been the most confident in what I can do because I've just gone – whether it went good, bad, or ugly, I've just survived two or three playoff teams, right? So, like, you walk in on whatever game it is in the World Series, and like, it's fine. I'm like, no problem. But NLCS, NLDS, that's when, for me, I get a little more shaky. Really? Interesting. So the bigger one, you, like, feel more confident. Normally, yeah. it's the reverse. People start to question themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, final round of a major, leading. Yeah. Like, oh, man. I mean, that year I threw against the, pot, or the Brewers at home, didn't do great. Padres was okay. Atlanta did okay. Atlanta did well. Like, what's next? Like, oh, I'm going to be good. Like, mm -hmm. it, I think that's at least the mentality for me of like, no, like, I can do that. Is it any different for you pitching at home or on the road? So that year was all COVID and we were in Texas. Oh, that's right. So that was actually one of the coolest experiences of my life. A lot of people hated it and everyone COVID obviously was this horrendous deal. But we got to basically live in summer camp for adults for a month. So mm -hmm. we stayed in the same hotel room. On the 18th hole of that TBC at Las, Las Colinas. Colinas. Yeah, the four seasons yeah. there. So I was hitting wedges out of the backyard at 9 in the morning, Sick. running getting the ball. They were yelling at us. Nobody liked us being <laughs> out there. They literally tried to bubble us. So we had our rooms, and the, the greens like this were hitting like a 50-yard wedge and running and getting the ball, and they're trying to violate us COVID protocol for going and getting the ball. Nice. Yeah. Where there's no That's one out danger. there. It's outside. Yeah, outside by yourself. And the umpires got to play. We didn't get to play. Oh, Y'all couldn't that play? That makes total sense. Yeah, that makes sense. We couldn't play. It's all logic. No it was, question. It let me, was wild. Let me ask you a philosophical question here because okay. you, you, you've pitched in the biggest games possibly okay. in your sport, right? And it and comparing it to golf, I'd say pitching is probably the closest thing where you're alone with your thoughts and there's mm -hmm. a lot of dead time. And like you, other sports are reactionary, but pitch, you're like, I want to hit the outside corner, whatever. Right. And it's just all, what do you do? Do you have a method or a technique? Like I'm pitching, I'm going out there to calm yourself because golfers go through the same thing. Yeah, I've always been kind of one of those guys, the more... The more nervous I am, like on the bus, the better. Because I there is a spot. I think when you really have a routine, there's a spot where everything flips. So for me, it was always the more hyped up I can get myself at two o'clock. I've always felt like I'm like building adrenaline. Like that anxiety turning into adrenaline is what I want. But I'm trying to produce force, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and for me, I, I think everyone talks about mechanics and all this of pitching. I think it's similar in a golf swing, except tempo is a lot more important in a golf swing. But for me, like when I produce the most force is when my body's the most efficient. And when I'm the most efficient, I'm going to throw the ball where I want. So I've always seen it as kind of a one way, get as hyped up as I can. And then at some point that'll flip to like, like focus, you know, focus and, and precision with power. So, so leading up to the guys when you're the most hyped. Not like when you yeah, step foot on the field. I listen to the same, especially in the playoffs. I kind of get five, six, seven, eight songs, however long the drive is, and listen to them in the same order. I think that's a big thing is it's probably kind of missed. This like every sing like every detail of it is pretty planned. So I'll listen to the same six songs in the same order. Okay. I know when I'm turning, I switch it. <laughs> I, we're going to get to those. I would ask Grant, I would just hold that The thought. superstition thing. We're going to get to I'm, We are fascinated. That's coming later, in the, later in the show. Here. Yeah, I want to. Well, give us a little example of some of those songs. Oh, back then? Yeah. I had a weird mix going on there. I'd do some weird rap with some 
I've always walked out to like pretty heavy metal mm-hmm. stuff. So I've walked out to Avenged Sevenfold. I've walked out to Bulls on Parade by Rage. Victor Hovland, if you're listening, call us and let us know what those That's are. That's why they put them together. Right? That's yeah. why, That's they why we play together. together, probably. No, but um, yeah, it was it was kind of a bold walkout my rookie year. I walked out to Hail to the King by Avenged Sevenfold as a 23-year-old rookie in the big league. So and here I am. I like that. Yeah, I did you're that ready. one for about two years. I was going to get to that at the E9, but I heard, yeah, you do the same list and it's all over the map. Yeah, there was some Anything Machine embarrassing Gun Kelly. on there? Yeah, there was a song called Candy by Machine Gun Kelly that was a part of that that playoff okay. run. Yeah, um, like It's not the greatest song, but it was in there. Because who was it like? Was it Erlocker that used to tell us that driving up to the game and listening to Taylor Swift? Like some dudes listen There's to stuff you things. wouldn't think. Maybe yeah. it wasn't Erlocker, but if it was, he's a good guy to mess up with. Yeah, well, yeah he'll always <laughs> he kill us. Care and it's, <laughs> he's getting, small. He listens to weirder shit anyway. Yeah, but certain... some dudes listen to like weird stuff to get him going. Right. You know what I mean? Or uh, super there was like, kid classical. Rock, there was a Kid Rock song involved in there. I'll pull it up later. Okay, yeah, you I do need ha- to see this. You do have one home run in your career. One. Bad. What's, it, what's it like? For, I mean, do you even, are you just like, do you even go practice? Yeah, we hit. Home? I mean, I know uh, you take some batting practice every once in a while, but. No, we hit every day at home. Really? Yeah. So we would take batting practice before the team every day at home. That's so, why he swings 125. Yeah, so that was that was good times. Obviously, we don't get the hit now. I don't really miss not hitting at all. I miss facing pitchers and then getting to take BP. Yeah. So you don't miss hitting. I was gonna. You don't. You're okay with no, that? No, I mean it's the most like elating thing ever to get a hit in the major league. Well, there's like, zero expectation. Yeah. If you do anything, it's like whoa, bonus right. ball. Right. And then I was better hitting early in my career, so everyone thought I was like like good people hit. got mad at the end when I was really bad. <laughs> but let me ask you this though so you got one dinger is as a pitcher is that the most humiliating thing to give up a bomb to another pitcher i think so i that's got to be the worst i'm gonna say it is i don't know if i've ever done it but i'm not gonna say i haven't because it may have happened would you rather as a pitcher give up a two-run shot to a great batter or a solo shot to a pitcher Oof. i don't want to be weird it depends on the score but likely let's I'd say rather zero, give up a zero two-run early run. The one. <laughs> the one. So, yeah. He's a team ERA. guy. ERA yeah. and yeah, team guy. Yeah, but I feel like hitting a bomb, yeah. giving up a bomb to a pitcher is like, Jesus, that's my free out. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's um, a tough look. Before we get to the E9, got to talk a little bit about your charity event. Yeah. I know you're very passionate about it. Just had the third one. Third one. Tell us about it. Yeah. Uh, BuellerFamilyFoundation.org is our, uh, our website. We finally got fired up. So first three years, we kind of put them together just – as kind of one-off events and and my wife and I got married last year and kind of actually put it together as a foundation for this year's event. So um, we've kind of jumped around the first year we did pediatric cancer. I had an uncle who passed away from kind of the effects of pediatric cancer um, later in his life. So we did the first one for that. And the second one, Rich Hill started a foundation called field of genes. That was rare genetic disease uh, research in, in Boston. They had lost a child to one of those. So we raised some money for him the second year. And then this year we did pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my really good buddies at home, older gentleman has pancreatic cancer. So we wanted to kind of support him that way. So we're kind of jumping around some ideas for what we're going to do going forward and, and kind of create some consistent stuff. But uh, right now we're probably leaning towards creating some sort of either a gym or, or outfitting first responders, fire stations, stuff like awesome. that with gyms and um, hopefully going to find some cool sponsors. I have some ideas for what I want to do, but now it's a golf tournament. Awesome. Is it back in Lexington? It's back in Lexington. Yeah. We do it at Lexington country club. They were gracious enough. They do one, they do two charity events a year. Now they've traditionally only done one. 
Um, and that was kind of stipulation of, of me joining there was that I wanted to have my event there. And yeah, for, for middle of November in Lexington, Kentucky, we do, we do pretty well. Awesome. And if people don't play in the tournament, can they still donate? Yeah. So help? yeah, this website thing is going to help us a lot. This year we got to put up like 20, um, you know, like personal items of mine up for, for silent auction. And obviously people, you know, we appreciate any donations, but, um, yeah, I think it's just a really cool thing and, and something that's kind of part of my wife and I's DNA to try and do at home. And, and we're both from there, grew up there and, uh, just important to us. Yep. That's awesome. Eulerfamilyfoundation.org. Yep. Yeah. Euler Go check it out. And Instagram, all that kind of good stuff. Perfect. So. Great cause. All right, let's get to the E9. Okay. Oh, I got to tell you the formula for that event though. Oh, you guys will appreciate this. Okay. Have you guys okay. ever played in a modified shamble? Modified shamble. So I know shamble. Tee so, off and choose the best tee shot. Yeah. Yep. And then off and shot. No. No. Own ball in. So okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you awesome. go. Yeah. Drive. Own ball in. Yeah. One through six. One ball and your team counts. Ooh, oh yeah. Boy. Moving Seven around. Seven through Moving twelve. Two. Thirteen through seventeen. Three. And eighteen. All four balls count. At Lexington Country Club, eighteen is a tough little par five too. So it's a nice. That's always fun when the nice. one guy is just, you're killing us, yep. dog, making nine. Right. And then, you got to be good in that format, I would think. Oh, boy. Tea. When it's at one ball, just, hey, yeah, hey Walker. Wild. But when that three ball, three balls there. count, the four, yeah. not four, we do that sometimes up there, like we're all ball, we'll do like count, you know, one low, right. one high or whatever. And then at the end, it's like all four or all it's five. Fun, and man. it's like, just hit a seven iron, hit another We've had bogey worse. The first year we played at a course in Lexington called Griffin Gate. They used to have a little senior event there, really short course, and it was wet. And the winners were like 23 under. You only have like 36 chances to score in that format. They were like 22 under. And then the next year we went to Lexington Country Club, the winner was seven under. Wow. Ooh, it was so it's wild. a track. Yeah, it's classic East Coast, like tree-lined everything. Greens are really roll, like really hilly, and they're not meant to roll, but they roll like 11 or 12 in November. That time there. of year? Yeah. I'll it was all you, dormant. You want to have some fun. On another note, we went up to Pine Valley year before last, and we played the short course. Yeah. It's four on four, and it's worst ball. So, and basically the other team gets to pick if it's like close at all. Right. I mean, you can win a hole with a 12 because I mean, if us three all make the six footer, the next guy's got to make it or it misses. And if he blows it it four feet by, it's like, go put them all. It It is comedy, crying, laughing out there. No one behind you for about two hours to do it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think there's some, there's some golf betting games that you have to have this, this nucleus of people that are good enough to play certain games. Like my friends and I can't go play that game. It'll take a that while. That would take a yeah. while. But, it, but if there's like one of you on each team with three other players that are pretty good, it yeah. just it makes it very funny. And it's, right. I mean. As opposed to having like the best players on your team, it's like whoever has the least bad, right. worst player, yeah. like that's the draft you want. Like is everybody else like, all right, your shot's not going to count. You're not going to yeah. count. Like who's going to have the biggest God, mess yeah. up? It's, it's probably fun, the hardest, but it takes yeah. ages. That's probably yeah. the hardest a good place laughed. to do it on because right. there's yeah. no drivers. Like Mountain Shadows here would be a fun place to do it. Yeah. But it's crazy the stuff you think like, oh, no matter what, we'll be in from two there and one dude will hit it six feet behind now you got to make four six footers in a row right. like it ain't happening straightforward chips go fuck oh, it and just bunker one, yeah like, little great. oopsies there one foot like all right the rest of y'all yeah. don't have to hit you can just play yeah. that one all right yeah. let's get to the nine uh we asked this to everyone you can be okay. anyone else for a day dead or alive who would you be this is, that's a broad question yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make it fun this is a thinker um if i could be anyone we should probably start giving day. this question to them before they get here so, so they're prepared they're, yeah to let us go on it it is a golf pot to not to not be Tiger in the, in the like rain is hard to say, but I don't think I could pick one day. Just two thousand Tiger. Early two thousand. Yeah, I mean the off the off the Pebble. course stuff, obviously, maybe not. Yeah, that so part much. doesn't count. Right. That actually, if I was going to be Tiger for one day, it'd be when he won the Masters recently. 
2019. That would probably be. I bet that was about as cool as you can feel. That that scene on it 18, the whole place chanting Tiger. Which, it was kids there, and you know, yeah. that would be pretty cool. It's come full circle from hugging his dad in '97 to him, yeah, hugging his son. That's like, pretty cool. Two different comebacks, write yeah. him off, all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I also met felt to be Phelps in the whichever Olympics that he won. All of, gold. All, of them. all of them yeah. Yeah. yeah what a freak go back and erase in that one bronze yeah that one bronzy one you can yeah. go win that i think there'd be a win-win for everyone yeah i don't think he even has that anymore uh all right here we go i'm curious on this bench clearing ball brawl yeah breaks out what's your protocol as pitcher are you get in there mix it up or is it just yeah. get me out of here bring out the dogs i'm not gonna say that i've i've been super aggressive in the ones that i've been involved in <laughs> some large um, dudes yeah, you let the bigger guys do it, and honestly, they're they're just not the same as they used to be. There's a maybe one a year that's legitimate. Um, 2018 and 18, we had a few where we cleared, and it depends on where you're at when it happens. Too, I've been in the clubhouse when it happens, and then you're the last guy out, and it doesn't about, look good. Yeah. And um, but there's some funny things happen in that. I've heard some fantasy football trades proposed between opposite teams during brawls. Nice. I've like heard that, uh, a little business. I've heard I'm too old for this a lot of times in brawls. Um, but you're really just trying to neutralize the two guys that are kind of getting after. Mm -hmm. How many have you been in where it was like that year? We probably like cleared real. four times. Really? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's just... Is that like all against the Giants. No, we had one, Matt Kemp ran over the catcher in Texas. Mm. Um, Manny Machado, we cleared twice with Milwaukee, maybe that year. That thing got a little chippy that series in the playoffs. Um, and then I think there was one against the Giants that year too with Bleak. Makes sense. When you get this, this is a bonus ball question. When you get the signal to like hit a guy on purpose, which happened? Are you like, hasn't happened Dude. to me yet? Oh really? No, it's I feel like it's that'd be rare. hard to just hit a guy on purpose too and make it look not yeah completely obvious. One of the funniest I've heard about that Ross Stripling has talked about this. He had he was asked to hit a guy, didn't think about it, ran out, threw his warm up pitches, and it was Mike Stanton. They just told him to hit the next guy. And wow. John Carlos stands obviously yeah, yeah. massive. Yeah, six about, seven. I want to hit him. How about the next Let's guy? To the right. next guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, funny. I would audible. Out. No, no, this yeah, ain't the I one, guys. It won't be here. believable. All right, this question was actually submitted from your friend Max Homa. Okay. Um, how early do you have to get to the stadium to paint your pants on so they dry in time before the game? Um, I mean, typical paint time. Three, you're you're known for your rather tight pants. Yeah. Well, Is this just on the field or off the field as well? I don't wear them that tight off the field. I don't like a baggy pant, really. I mean, I'll wear a baggy sweatpant, don't get me wrong. But if I'm wearing jeans, they're going to be pretty pretty tight. I also, have, we have weird body shapes, too. We got big legs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's part of it. But in college, we wore pants called the Clemson Cut, which is very tight, right above the ankle. And so I, I like them. And so yeah. I still wear them. It worked out well. Yeah. yeah. It looks well, good. What, my response to that would be that there's a lot of guys wearing tight pants now. Mm -hmm. I told Max, you and I have nothing in common. You hit it far and wear tight pants. Right. I hit it short and I'll hit it. You can loose. put it, and yeah. I think we'd be fine. We'd be a great team. Yeah, combine the two. Bring it, Max. You we'll take everything. you on. Um, all right, another baseball one here for you. Best locker room or dugout prank that you've heard of or been involved with since you got in the league? That's tellable. <laughs> without, incrimin tellable. without incriminating anyone. Yeah. Another kind of legend that doesn't happen a lot, one of the best I heard of, was at a recruiting trip at Wake Forest, and apparently they had taken everything out of a guy's locker and frozen it and put it back in his locker. So he showed up to the field the next day and everything was iced, similar oh. to the Mighty Ducks. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little, yeah, like the um, B. But yeah, things like that happen. Um, That'd be hard to do. That takes some time. Right? Yeah, it, 
it gets really tough in professional athletics though because we all have such an ego and we've all like <laughs> well we've ego. all earned our way there yeah, of course. some one way or the other and so when guys mess with you like that like yeah, people don't take it take as like it. an insult yeah now on a college team that stuff can exist high school team right but you've got 28 millionaires that are competing with each other for a living i think yeah. the prank stuff's a little little out i think it can get out i had a buddy with denver nuggets anyways one of the players uh popcorn he had a range rover put popcorn and filled the whole yep. thing with popcorn like think during a game maybe it was practice it's Kenyon martin by the way yep came out to his car and literally because yep. haha funny video and he was ready to yeah. They didn't find it funny. Let's Houston, just say. Houston, I think Tyler White was the kid's name. He ended up playing with us for a little bit. They pulled his brand new Range Rover onto the field during batting practice at one point. <laughs> Damn, nice. That's yeah. hard to do. But it's hard. I mean, as in everything now, like the hazing thing is such a line. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, if that kid's younger than the guy that did it to him yeah. or whatever, it's like, oh, he hazed him. Yeah. I feel like rookies could take a little bit and you probably yeah, get away with it do, but after that it's like yeah, yeah what you said we like, do a good job in la where it. we used to do the rookie dress up stuff and now like our whole team dresses up so scherzer kirsch julio and i dress up as a biker gang one year and it, it came out pretty good solid. yeah came out pretty good you know stuff like that but you know we take that as kind of a team building thing yeah, as yeah, opposed to like, like a separation fact that it used to be yeah um you you mentioned during the playoffs you listen to the same six songs yep. same order give me whether it's you or one of your teammates, weirdest superstition. Oh, um, there for a long time. I would, I would only eat Chipotle for lunch and smoothie King the rest of the day on my start day. That was a big, that was a big one for so me. You'd have, so it's a seven o'clock game. Yep. You have Chipotle for lunch. One o'clock. And then like a smoothie. No, it had to be a smoothie King. Oh, a Chipotle and a smoothie King. Yeah. So I would eat at one. I would, I would get my Chipotle. Then I would walk to smoothie King Get my Smoothie King, walk back to the field, eat the Chipotle. Smoothie King goes in the fridge. I don't eat anything else except for that Smoothie King. And strawberry on the playlist. Strawberry Hulk. Yeah. Get strawberry up. Hulk. That that's like a 1500 calorie That's a great day, smoothie. by the way. Damn. Yeah. yeah, that's the diesel. Erlacher yeah. used to have two chocolate chip cookies before every game. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then go try to kill people. My favorite is the Marshawn. <laughs> He's a weird fucking dude, by the way. <laughs> My favorite it's is the Marshawn Lynch, Two Shots of Hennessy, yeah. I heard. Mm, yeah. Um, recently, I was listening to the Joe Rogan thing. They had a guy named Derek Wolf who played in for Denver. Yeah, Denver guy. He would microdose before games. I just saw that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does he not get pinched on? Te- does that not show that. up? Really? Microdose and Adderall. No shit. Before the yeah. game. You think that works? Mm-hmm. He said, he said it would get right a, before the four ball. Should this we year. do it? He care. said it would get a little out of hand at times, and like the stadium. Would he was a little, good too. Yeah, he was he a good goes, player. But that kind of makes sense. He's a yeah. feisty, really good player. Damn. Feisty dude, microdosing out. Okay, write that down. All right, I was gonna ask you about your walk up, your your, okay. your playlist, and have you yep. go through them, but you kind of did. So I'm gonna give you this instead. Give me the worst walk up song on your team, or bad. Give me Chris Taylor walked out to Copperhead Road for a long time, which got a lot. A lot of flack among team members. Um, I give Kirsch a lot of of shit for his because it's been the same one for. He walks out to "We Are Young." You would know, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and has for I don't know how long. Yeah, and so you know, there's a lot of plays that you can make on that and saying like, "Kirsch, you're not that young anymore." Yeah, um, it's a kind of a girly song, and but then he just shows you his then he, yeah bank account and his Wikipedia. And, you kind of stop, I guess. So actually, that's really cool. Yeah, it's I awesome. like that song. That's a sick right. song. I wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the coolest, though, now Julio Urias, they bring it. He always walks out to like old Mexican 
guitar. Yeah. Like not mariachi music, but they bring a legitimate mariachi band. They play in center field and they play it over the That's thing. Sick. Every that week. It's like the cool. trumpet guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think so. But sick. it's that every week. That's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. I like that guy. All right. This is for you to agree to or disagree with. We've had quite a few hockey guys on the pod and okay. you know, win the Stanley animals. cup, yep. different animals, win the Stanley cup. Y'all win the world series. Mm-hmm. Champagne's popping. It's mm-hmm. flowing. They see you boys are soft for wearing goggles during the champagne mm. celebration. They said you got to feel the burn. Yeah. Agree or disagree? I agree you need to do it once. And then after that, it's on you. Because it's it's really uncomfortable. It burns. It does. Um, now, I think if you're talking at the end, you win whatever cup or trophy. Yeah. For sure. But, you know, you start winning divisions in a row. And then you win a two-game series. Mm-hmm. Like, you well, can not- probably take the – you can wear the goggles. Yeah. yeah. Then your eyes don't work and it's a problem. Yeah, but Clayton, no goggles. Clayton, no goggles. Clayton, oh, no goggles. It's a Dallas boy right there. Oh, yep. I blue eyes. That's strong. Let me guess, Ray Whitney? Ray Whitney, yeah, huh. he says right. baseball guys are soft. Know? They wear yeah, goggles. Of course, dude. <laughs> How they much don't fun just is... skate around like little maniacs, dude. We actually yeah. have some talent and need our eyes, unlike you, just <laughs> out there start shit like a little Tasmanian yeah, devil. That was definitely Ray Whitney. Yeah, I, yeah. I did have a tradition with one of the writers. I didn't like what he wrote about me once. Um, he knows who he is. And for one playoff run, we had a pretty established thing. I would take two Budweisers, put them together, and pour them right on his head in the celebration. Hell yeah. And then that was nice. Yeah, he liked that, though. Then he's part of the, he he's one like of the boys. It. He didn't like it. No, one he bit. didn't. Really extravagant hair guy. Oh, um, nice. LA guy. It worked. Yeah. It was fun. Max did tell me one of your best days is when you signed a deal with Budweiser. I did. My, <sighs> probably my favorite sponsor. S- scary thing Homa has a bourbon deal. I can't have a bourbon deal. I don't like that. Why can't you have a bourbon deal? So alcohol in Major League Baseball, they have to be a Major League sponsor to sponsor players. Oh, So wow. Buffalo Trace, I have like an unofficial thing with Buffalo Trace. They help me with my charity event. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite thing on earth. But makes me a little sick that the Cali boy has an Elijah Craig mm-hmm. thing and the Kentucky guy doesn't. He's got yeah. his pinky up. Yeah, over yeah. There. Right. He's sipping he on should it. have like a deal with yeah. a mimosa company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leave the Seltzer. bourbon. Leave the bourbon to the Kentucky I know. I boys. keep getting it. The one thing I don't like playing golf with him or any like really really good golfers is like i want to go have eight or nine beers and he'll have two and it it's frustrating that's not fair either well yeah he's already better beat him if you had to have nine right are you strictly bud heavy uh i drink bud light bud light i drink a lot of bud light what about your bourbon you're like a purist i would think what's your what's if you could have anything or you can only Um, drink one the rest of your life what is it my wife and i had a barrel of blanton's for our wedding that was a that's one of our favorites. We like straight Buffalo Trace. I like a lot of the Michter's products. Uh, my one A and one B are probably Bomb Burgers, which is not as well known. It's a Michter product, and then Weller Twelve is probably my other favorite. Interesting. Okay. Don't have any. Yeah. You and if those. you don't know, you know it is what it is. I'm a tequila. If you guy. know, you know. Yeah. Right. I, there's a couple of tequilas I've gotten into. I like one called Selection Suprema, but it kind of tastes like a bourbon. You should check that one out. Uh, there's one, speaking of kind of like a bourbon, it's got a little sweetness to it. Activio. Okay. I'll, show you, I'll send you a picture of the bottle. It okay. is nice. Perfect. A Very little good. tequila that tastes a little bit like bourbon. Isn't it the one you brought to my oh, house? That's the one I, yeah, that's the one I brought. Yeah. 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 I'll show, you guys, the, I'll show you guys nice. the setup after this. Good? Perfect. Yeah, that's I heard strong. I heard that's nice. All right. Uh, last one from me. You're a horse racing guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you had to pick one teammate, to stud out like they do for horses mm. to create the next champion. Who would you? Ooh. Who's the most valuable stud? I got a few of them on, on the, the dog squad. Yeah, it's teammate. an opportunity to drag someone if you want. Mm. 
Let's do or teammate you can do and, least valuable. We can do teammate or anybody else in the major leagues because I'm interested to hear. Oh, if you, yeah, okay. You can, mean, we'll scale it out to the bigs. Shohei is probably the most physically talented baseball player ever. So he'd be up there. Um, He's going to make $70 million this year. Imagine if he got stud fees, too. Stud fees crazy. on top of that. <laughs> it's It'd be crazy. Goodbye, Twitter. Um, Mookie's probably the most coordinated man. I've, one of the most coordinated people I've ever been around. But he's not very big. And so that's a tough one to pick. I mean, Kirsch is up there, very good ping pong player, obviously a legend in, in his own right. But he's a big, strong dude. Uh, the sneaky one that nobody thinks about, Syndergaard, it would probably be up there. He's yeah. all of 6'7", 250. He's and large. Uh, you know, they call him Thor. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be hard to go against him. You yeah, mentioned Mookie. I remember last year. I'm, I don't watch a ton of baseball, but I was watching when Mookie got the ball out of the right field corner, like mm-hmm. spun around and threw it to third base. Yep. Straight in there. And I'm like, that was one of the most impressive things yeah. I've ever seen. He's also like a, he's a professional level bowler. Really? And he's probably a four. He's just one of those. He, no he matter what, you could pick up darts tomorrow and be like, oh, I might really, really, the world really good golf swing. Like, not like a, I'm athletic for it. Like, he played I have NC Pebble Beach. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a great golf swing for. God. So he's just nice at everything. He's one of those yeah. guys. Are you still in the horse game? Somewhat. Are the horse that I owned a little tiny piece of, which is actually one of the coolest things ever. So, this company called My Race Horse did what's called micro sharing. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Buy like a piece of the horse. So, they'll buy like 10% of it and then everyone can go buy whatever one tenth of one percent i owned five one thousandth of one percent of authentic sick but, but he won the derby important. and he yeah. won the breeders cup and now he's at stud so we've gone and visited him before uh but no i love the horses i'm gonna do the derby that's kind of one of the other oh, the member best. guests member member derby are my three i'm hurt i'm leaving for a week leave me alone Trips that I'm doing, so I'm we're at the Derby. At the Derby's a little God, is a bucket it? list. Yeah, nothing bad. Yeah, I'm gonna take El- Dr. Elitrash is coming with us, and I think Taylor Lewan is coming with us. That's so oh, cool. Yeah, so squad. we're gonna have a good time. Squad. All right, last one. You know, golfers get made fun of all the time, whether they're athletes or not. But you get to pick one PGA Tour player that has a chance just to make contact off one of your pitches. Who would it be? Oh, uh, didn't none. Oh, I was. You said PGA Tour. I, Kepka was a big baseball player at some okay. point, right? He's that counts. We'll count him. Professional golfer. Yeah, that's the only one I've heard of that was like a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, there's no chance though. It's the hardest thing in the world, I think. Yeah, I would. I would think it would be pretty tough for them. If the best dudes in the in the planet have been doing it their whole lives, if you do it three times out of ten, you're yeah. a world beater. A guy that's never. I just need contact. Done, done shit yeah. ever with baseball. Uh, I mean, Deion Sanders talked about how baseball is the hardest thing he ever did. Yeah, but, hitting a baseball thing's got to be the hardest thing in sports. Yeah, Kepka's the only one I've heard of, like a baseball player. But yeah, there's not a lot because the swings like kind of. Yeah, the old the old thing was like another. yeah was like you can't play golf if you want to play baseball. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a big part of why all of us can hit it hard, but we don't know where it's going. We all hit cuts. Yeah, and then none of us can really putt because we just we didn't go play. And yeah. it's not fun. It's more fun to hit bombs. Smash. Right. Yeah. If I could swing 125, I probably wouldn't putt a whole lot. Right. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for Thanks. joining us. Enjoyed it. Oh, Appreciate you. Enjoy it, brother. You. Thank you, man. Thank you. Get well Thanks so much. Absolutely. All right. Well, that was Walker Bueller joining us on Subpar. What a stud this man is. Second Tommy John surgery. Seems like he's going to come back bigger, better, stronger, and faster than ever, but such a dominating pitcher. Can't wait for him to get healthy. But, man, he loves himself some golf and loves himself some Max Homa. Loves himself some Max. Loves himself some golf. Bourbon. Throwing heat. Probably going to be coming back. Throwing 100. 100- 17 miles an hour after the second Tommy John. Guy's got a pretty good setup. 
uh, figured out there. Cole, and also, he's another one of these baseball players. I know they're pitchers. I know they don't hit all that often. Just hits bombs. Just bombs off the tee. Just, oh, you think you're a good athlete? Oh, yeah. Actually, here's a guy that barely even plays golf, and he can swing at 120 plus. Different animal for these for these cats. How about those pants he rocks on the mound, though? My goodness, they make yoga pants look loose. Mm. Lululemon, MLB Lululemon version. Things are snug. Kid's European with it. Got to respect it. Keeps his fashion wow. tight. He's got a it. hell of a shoe collection also. He does. Jay's on his feet. Well, that was a lot of fun. Thanks to Walker Bueller for joining us. But it's time to tee it up on FanDuel this PGA Tour season. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. All right, we're on to the AT&T Byron Nelson. We got a couple of studs in the field. We got Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Tom Kim is teeing it up. Gage Lee has dominated this event. Two-time champ, looking for three in a row. You can bet top 20s, top 10s, top 30s, hole-in-one props, matchups, whatever you want. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the golf action and when you get paid, Slees, what happens? Instantly, bud. That's all right. So aim for the green and bet on the PGA Tour. All right, let's get to our picks this week. We got to hate on Cashmere Keith a little bit. Yep, yep. He let us down in our par top 20 parlay last week. Ricky Fowler did his job. Keith Mitchell, you let us down. You uh, owe us each a fresh cashmere. Yeah, too busy looking good, too busy being stylish. Get out there, readdress the game. It's okay. We'll give you another pass, but tighten it up. All right, well, no surprise. Scotty Scheffler is your favorite. Going off at 5-1, to one. <laughs> no big deal. Jordan Spieth behind him at 10-1. to one. I'm looking a little farther down the board, and I think I followed him last week, and he's got some more pop in the bat than he has had recently, and I think that'll bode well for him around Craig Ranch. He's a great iron player. These greens are perfect. He makes a lot of putts. I like his odds at 21-1. to one. He finished tied for 23rd last week, and he finished dub bogue. So he was up there looking for a really nice finish. I'm going with my man, Tom Kim. Tommy Kim, little local flavor, Dallas resident there. I like that a lot. I'm going a little further down the board too, Colt. And it's hard to imagine a world where Scotty Scheffler isn't a factor this week on Sunday. Probably the same for Jordan Speed. Just not enough juice there for me. I'm going a little further down for a guy that I feel like is ready for a breakout week. Jason Day, 19 to 1. Come on down, buddy. MC last week at Wells Fargo. Do not care about that. Four consecutive weeks uh, of top tens in a row not too long ago. He's been knocking on the door. You're seeing him progress, get better and better. When he gets the putter going, he puts it about as good as anybody in the world. I just think he's ready for a breakthrough. Give me Jason Day, 19 to 1. Let's go. Man, I took him last week, and I actually was following his group on Friday. Was growing along nicely. Had it at three under par for the tournament at one point when eight under par was winning heading into the weekend. Souped it on 17, made a dub, ends up miss, missing the cut by a shot. That one stung a little bit, but I do agree. He is swinging it beautifully. His body's in good shape. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see Jason Day up there in the mix. And his coach, Chris Como, lives here in Dallas, so they'll be getting some good work in. Um, as far as my long shot, he was right there heading into the weekend at Quail Hollow. Shot three over on the weekend to fall back just a little bit, but... I like his game. He's working with a guy named Adam Schreiber, who is Anthony Kim's old coach. He's doing some great things. He's 65 to 1. He's a PGA Tour winner. I'm going JJ Spawn. Ooh, I like that. 65 to 1 for young JJ. Respect that. I'm going down the board to the 50 to 1 mark, Colt. 
Also a tour winner, guy that just won very recently, clipped off the Zurich. Davis Riley, come on down. MC last week also, don't care about that. He's a Dallas guy, plays his golf out at Merido, be sleeping at home this week. Um, his golf game, there's not a lot to hate about it. It is really, really good. I know he got one in the team competition. I think it's time for him to peel one off in uh, individual uh, event as well. 50 to 1, I love it. Give me Davis Riley. All right, well, stay tuned for our parlay later this week and enjoy the AT&T Byron Nelson. Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar and sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash subpar to get a $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in New York. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, or www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-F-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. That's going to do it for us once again. Congratulations, Wyndham Clark, John Ellis. So happy for y'all and winning the Wells Fargo. We'll talk to you on the next Golf Subpar.